Welcome to the Christway Connect podcast, creating pathways, connecting people to Christ, to others, to purpose. Welcome to the Christway Connect podcast. This is the place we love to say Jesus is the way mm-hmm. and everything else is a conversation. That's and today right. we are anticipating a conversation in Romans, mm. opening up Romans chapter one. So good to have Deli and Jeremy yeah, in studio. It's hot in here. Yeah, it's hot in here. My name is Andy. We are missing Arnick today, uh, but uh, glad to, glad to be here together. So on Sunday, as many of you know that listen often, but if you're just joining us, we're walking through the New Testament, and so we do five chapters a week, and we have just finished uh, Monday and Tuesday. This week, we finished the book of Acts, Yeah, and now we're going into Romans. Now, what I chose to do on Sunday was just dive into Romans, mm-hmm. right? I didn't want to... Didn't want to miss chapters one and two and three. A lot of times, and I think I said this, uh, a lot of times we start at chapter three, right? The Roman road, if you're Christianized mm-hmm. at all, uh, that is often a pathway to bring people to understand where they are and their need for Jesus with 365, right? 365 yeah. days. So Romans chapter three, chapter six, chapter five. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. right. Well, all of sin mm-hmm. comes short of the glory of God. Those yeah. things. So a lot of times, I think we skip over uh, one and two, and I also think that we can look at one and two as uh, Abraham had faith; it was counted in for righteousness. Next, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah these these uh, first couple chapters, I think, are so f- historically foundational. They, it's it's almost like Paul's review. Okay, I'm going to take the the Romans, the Gentiles, the non-Jewish folk, and kind of take them back to the beginning, which I a lot of times think that our modern church has forgotten to do, mm-hmm. that those those foundational ideas about God creating, God uh, having authority, and God wanting to to bless us, and all all the history of the the Jewish church kind of really boiled down into they exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator who was blessed forever. I mean, that's like what happened in Genesis, what happened in judges, what happened in, you know, all through the, the new Testament or the old Testament was we recognize there's probably a creator. Something's so marvelous about this world. Mm -hmm. And, but look how marvelous the things are in this world. And we are so fascinated with the things that are created that if we don't step back and say, Hey, there's a really a creator yeah. and authority over all of that, who I should be giving praise to as much as I can, then we missing the point. Yeah, right? or we, or we start worshiping them. We yeah. start <clears throat> coveting and start focusing so much on them and even maybe what they give us, whatever it is that, we're receiving from them, whether it's good feelings, whether it's aesthetically pleasing mm-hmm. or all those things, that, those, that's what we start focusing on instead of, like you said, the, the creation, right? I think right in verse uh, 20, chapter one, verse 20, for since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities and his eternal power and divine nature has been clearly seen. And so I just, I think about that, you know, like uh, how is it, how are those things pointing me back to God and not just pointing me to them? You know, like that's, one of my favorite things. I love nature. I love, 
going out, you know, out into the wilderness. I love, I love looking in cities and I love seeing the buildings and just how things are created. And, and I thank him for the, <laughs> the straight lines and mm-hmm. the symmetry and the, you know, the trees and the, just all, everything that you can, that you can think of that, but I'm not, again, not wanting to just be like, wow, man, it's so awesome that that guy made that. And, but wow, I'm so, it's so great that he helped create and design that with God's like images that he's already had since the beginning of time. You know, that's what I think of a lot of times anyway. Well, this talks about his eternal power, divine nature. That's what you just quoted. Mm -hmm. Clearly seen, understood. Mm -hmm. Now, what struck me when you said that is that I think we might read that, and what we focus on is, well, I don't know if it's clearly seen. (laughs) And I'm not sure that I understand. Like, And then we start talking about, well, how is it clearly seen? Mm -hmm. And, well, you see it that way, but I see it this way. And you're still self-focused, right? Mm -hmm. Rather than recognition of the words eternal power, and, and divine nature, yeah. and invisible attributes, like well, so. It, but <laughs> we're talking about the mystery of God. I think we often get hung up on the mystery of God, mm. and don't have shelf life for that, right? Like, um, I need God to be well. Clearly, I need God to be tangible. Yeah. Uh, how smart are you <laughs> to make a golden calf? Yeah. When a cloud and a fire and a voice and God and all, that does all this in Egypt takes you out, mm-hmm. provides for you. There's smoke on the top of a mountain. Yeah, smoke, fire, lightning. You can see it. Yeah, Moses comes down. His face is glowing like something clearly going on yeah. up there, mm-hmm. right? But it's been 40 days, and you're like, I need something a bit more tangible. I'm bored. So let's get all of our golden earrings and whatever and make a calf and we'll worship it. And they do worship it and, and give it credit for bringing them out of Egypt. And if, if we were to watch that event unfold, I'm just being a guy who sees people make things would be, I would be like, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. And you would, you would uh, pretty be pretty captivated by the process to take gold, melt hammer whatever art artistry was involved to make this calf and it would it would be pretty consuming in mm-hmm. its interest to me mm-hmm. so i think it's, it's i think we say oh, i can't believe they they had moses and they had the mountain and well they had jesus with them and they had but it is so easy for me to be distracted by something <laughs> that was created in the image of god not the calf but by a man who's created in the image of God and be enthralled with how marvelous that is. Mm. And I think we also don't want to be in the place where we belittle the creation because the creation is amazing. Mm -hmm. Instead, elevate the creator above however amazed you are at what he did. If you watch somebody who's super athletic do their athletic thing, Mm. like that's... Wow. Wow, you Mm -hmm. go, wow. You want to pay them... Millions of dollars. <laughs> and, you and want to pay that. If, if you watch an, an artist do their artistry, that is amazing. And you pay money to, to hear them play, to see, to see them paint, to hang their paintings yeah. in your house. And, and there is an amazement. And I think an, an appropriate 
putting God in his appropriate place puts that person in his appropriate place and elevates both. Mm -hmm. And it's not, we can't elevate both. We don't need to shame the creation or unvalue, undervalue the planet or undervalue a, a person or a talent. What we need is proper valuation of both. Mm. And I think that's what Romans does. Yeah. They just like left the God part out. And that's what it does. It destroys, when you do that, it destroys the value of, of everything else. Mm-hmm. Melinda has often said when we watch a symphony that uh, the, the folks playing bring God glory. She said, this is a worship fest in here, right? Even if they don't know they're doing it. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's not about a, a cognizant praise the Lord, you know, mm-hmm. thing that they're doing. It's just this ability and this beauty and this music and how it resonates with us and, and how it deeply touches us and the performance of it. Mm-hmm. And that's something God created, which, to your point, is both beautiful in the demonstration of it and the performance of it, but also recognition uh, that that God is the author. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God is the author, yeah. and mm-hmm. and that's what this says. It says they 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 knew God, but they didn't glorify Him as God. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that that necessarily means you know we're always walking around going glory to God. That's an old school <laughs> church <laughs> phrase, right? Glory to God. I I think it's we're not honoring that position, right? Honoring and understanding that in Him and through Him and by Him. All things are made. All things consist. Mm-hmm. And uh, just the simple acknowledgement of that, that, you know, I am successful in areas I'm successful. I'm talented in areas I'm talented. I can appreciate talent in others. Thank you, Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that's, I think, all you have to do. Right? <laughs> I don't think it has to be a, a pomp and circumstance parade, and I don't think God is expecting any of that. It's just the reverence to acknowledge and thanksgiving is really, really connected to that acknowledgement. Right? Mm-hmm. When we acknowledge that source and the qualities and the power of God, um, thanks. Yeah. What else can you say? You not you can't understand it well enough to enumerate all the accurately accurately enumerate all the reasons why you're thankful and how well it worked and God, look how you worked all these things out and all these little details. And I don't understand. You can't understand all that. Yeah. So it's just, you just are left with a, I'm glad he's in charge. Thank you. You know, I found it interesting for years as I've read through Romans one to identify these things I mentioned on Sunday, God gives them over to this, you know, they, mm-hmm. they, they, the things we're talking about, I didn't glorify him as God, didn't give him thanks, didn't retain the knowledge of God in their mind, those kinds of things. But it, it, he kicks it into, and when you don't do that, here's how it's acted out sexually. Mm-hmm. It's like this sexual acting out that he goes right into, uh, which I just think is interesting, right? Both times uh, gave them over to uh, sinful desires of their hearts to sexual impurity, degrading their bodies with one another. Gave them over to shameful lusts. Uh, women exchanging natural relations for unnatural ones, men abandoning natural relations with women. Like this whole, th- that's where he goes, boom, right there. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about this earlier today and even the sermon that I preached on Sunday, and I thought, I wonder how many people in the crowd think, well, I don't do that, so not me. I'm not doing those <laughs> things. I, and then you look at the procession, if I might say, the progress of what's listed after that third thing in verse 28 where he gave them over to a depraved mind to do mm-hmm. what ought not to be done. 
Look at the progression, <laughs> right? They become filled with every kind of wickedness. Okay, fine. Evil, greed, depravity, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, malice. Deceit is in there. That's a pretty rugged list, mm-hmm. right? But then here's how it gets worse. Ready? <laughs> They're gossips, slanderers. Whoa, 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 that's worse than these other things? Is that, is mm-hmm. that, you're the slippery slope, you're sliding down this slope of mm-hmm. depravity, right? A depraved mind. Mm-hmm. God haters, insolent, arrogant. Arrogant is down the list. Boastful is down the list. Disobedient to parents, senseless, <laughs> faithless, heartless, ruthless. Crazy, right? Mm-hmm. That's not the way I'd put the order, right? I, like, I don't think gossiping is cool. But I don't think I'd put it like 14th down the list. But there's this progression of these things, and this leads to this, and then you go here, and then you go here. And all these things manifest as a depraved mind. So I might say, okay, uh, whatever natural relationships or whatever sexual degrading of your body and those kinds of things, we could all look at that and go, ah, that's not me. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I mean, maybe we do, but we probably would say, no, that's not me. Yeah. But then when but I'm go pretty sure farther. I'm pretty sure that deceit and gossip. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like, I'm going to mislead people here. Yeah. I'm going to mislead. Yeah. I want people to think of, of me other than better than what it's really true. I'm going to be deceitful about how it's kind of interesting, yeah. kind of sobering. Mm-hmm. And as I mentioned Sunday, this book of Romans is, was written to bring unity to the Jewish Roman believer. Mm hmm. And the, and the Gentile and the Gentile Roman believer, um, bring them together, and also the justice of God to say, "I made you a promise, and I'm going to be good for my word." Right? But this is who He's working with, right? And I think that uh, I, I'm I'm grateful it's there. Senseless, they are senseless, faithless, heartless, ruthless. I don't know that I put ruthless and faithless in the same. <laughs> list but it's like in the same the same list of the order what would i say about that do i have a conclusion no just hey it's in the same sentence right Mm -hmm. and for us to simply pay attention not to be afraid necessarily but i think we could be sober about it yeah i think so being sober-minded about it it. yeah otherwise it gets if you start trying to draw lines and conclusions, that's a pretty encompassing list. I don't know that he not sure anything's left out. Yeah, tax evasion. what else? I mean, that's pretty deceitful, right? Tax evasion. You know, so and I didn't. I yeah. I can't come up with something that wouldn't be wouldn't be uh, in that list. But yeah. then he says at the end, he says they not only do they practice these things, no understanding, but they give yeah. approve they mm-hmm. approve of people who practice them. Mm-hmm. Well, it's okay for you to do that. I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I mean, that's a, yeah. he ba- lumps that in there too. Well, just because you don't do it, if you approve of somebody doing it, you're welcome to the club. Mm-hmm. And thank you, Jesus. A couple chapters later, I think he lays out a pretty good, pretty good evidence here of why we, why we need a savior. Therefore, you have no excuse, O oh man, every one of you who judges, for in passing judgment on another, you condemn yourself, because you, the judge, practice the very same thing. Yeah, that's, that's the opening of chapter two. Chapter yeah. two, right? Yeah. So the very next verse, which these these letters didn't have chapters. He didn't like, okay, I'll write this part. <laughs> yeah. And then next week you'll get the next get letter. The next you know, yeah. get the next letter. It's the rest not like the, the CIA novel you read, right? <clears throat> right, yeah. Now we go to a different part of the country. Yeah, so... Touching, touching this one as we transition into two, touching this to recognize this is a laundry list of sin. Mm-hmm. 
Like you are missing the point, mm-hmm. right? However, what's the way to get out of that? It is not, let's make a list. Let's check out which ones of these we're doing and which ones aren't we doing. Right. And then hierarchy, mm-hmm. right? And well, I'm not as bad as you, <laughs> clearly. <laughs> or I am, whatever. Th- that's not it. And then I'm going to scrub down. No, 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 no. Here's the deal. This is turning away from him. Mm-hmm. Would you like to take care of that list? Turn, turn back to yeah, toward yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. And I, I turn I would, back toward him and acknowledge, yeah. simply acknowledge. Yeah, and that's why I was actually going backwards. But before we go into two, when you say that, it leads right into the verse 16. Um, because he because he understands the power of the gospel and the salvation of everyone who believes. And he says, for in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed and the righteousness that is by faith. That's what I was thinking is that it is, when you see that turning, it's that I'm, I'm now saying like, I believe in his righteousness and God's righteousness that is Jesus Christ. And that, that is what's going to save me. <laughs> That's but what's going to save you're me. You're talking like verse 16 and 17, Yeah, verse right? 16 and 17. Yeah, yeah, so you back up from from uh, uh, really to chapter one, chapter 2, verse 1, you have no excuse. Mm-hmm. We have no excuse. And then how do I change that direction? Well, I, I back up through 1 and say... I'm acknowledging the Lord. I'm, re- I'm, and I start training my eyes. That's what at least I do, or try to do. And when I don't train my eyes to see, see the Lord, in whatever, even whatever temptation I'm, I'm experiencing, or whatever, whatever little thing I'm avoiding doing. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's as simple as, I don't want to, I don't want to clean that mess up. I'll just, I'll just leave it there. But. I acknowledge the Lord is the Lord of everything that I encounter. And that that thought says, if I want to love him, I pick up that mess. If I want to love him, I treat that person who isn't doing a very good job serving my meal with dignity and kindness. And, and that coworker that isn't pulling their weight, I value that person and I... And I say, okay, God, you created them too, and you want the best for them, so I want the best for them too. How do I how do I work that out? And and so these other things don't become don't become a problem if I keep him in the right place, the right frame of mind. Yeah. We talk about Thanksgiving, right? Not not acknowledging God, mm-hmm. not being grateful, and then shifting the truth of God for a lie, mm-hmm. right? And how like I would ask myself, where have I done that? Like, where have I substituted what God can give me? I've substituted it somewhere else. I found it somewhere else. There are all kinds of antichrists yeah. in our world and these idols that we make mm-hmm. and that we pursue, almost as if it were a drug. And it works for a moment. It works. But it's not the long-lasting thing that we need. It's mm-hmm. not the plan of God. And so to be able to simply turn back to this higher power, and, and here's something I hope would be encouraging, without understanding everything about it. Here's something that's been so powerful for me. When I don't understand God things, that makes me feel close to God. It doesn't make me feel like on some desert island someplace. It makes me recognize I don't know things about you, transcendent being. What? Like, it's worship for me. Mm-hmm. It's not a deal breaker. It's not even a stumbling block. Mm. I recognize, man, I, 
I don't know. Yeah. Who he is becomes – I don't know that I, I feel like I would describe it as close, but he gets bigger. Mm-hmm. And my that's how – when I do that, it feels like God is all of a sudden larger. And I guess that makes me feel closer to him, but it makes me feel like <sighs> – those things that were concerned 10 minutes ago aren't a big deal. That mountain. I don't remember. I don't remember how I looked at my dad. I, I, I don't remember that really as a kid, as a little kid. Mm -hmm. Um, I just don't have that memory, but as a parent, I certainly know how Emma Gracie looked at me and thought I had so much ability now she was wrong, right? <laughs> she was wrong, but in the way that she would look at me and just adore me, yeah. and How did you I do could that? do. <laughs> Chip, Chip did a picture of our family, which is hanging in our living room, and it's it's the it's the he's probably like four, and that's when you have a, a line up and down that's your entire body, mm-hmm. right? And and there's not even arms; it's just a line and the two little two, yeah, the two little, legs, the, right? The V, the legs, and then and then your your circle head. Right, mm-hmm. and so in our family, there's the four of us: Emma and Melinda, and and me and, and Chip. My head is the biggest thing you've ever seen. Like it's a, it's a quarter of the page. It's the sun. My head. <laughs> yeah, and that's how. I, yeah, and it's funny to look at, right? And see, like, man, he thought I was big, mm-hmm. right? Big. Now here's the deal: God is that big for us, right? Yeah. And to be in that place and recognize that's how I see you, mm-hmm. except you can pull it off. Right. I, I can never draw it. you big enough. I couldn't mm-hmm. pull it off, yeah. but you can pull it off. Mm-hmm. And big enough in all of these things that I don't have to seek these other things. These are depravities. These are works of the flesh. These are things I want. God gave them over to. Mm-hmm. Right? Not original plan. His original plan was what you said in verse 17, right? In 16, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. and The gospel of Christ and the faith in who he is and the life, right? Mm-hmm. The righteousness. That's the deal. Mm-hmm. But it is this other thing when I stray, which is resp- all over the scripture, right? Just mm-hmm. again and again and again. That, okay, if that's what I want, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And these are things that are just the end game of what I think I want. Mm-hmm. When it's, it's not what I want. Mm-hmm. And I think if you're in church for a minute, if you're listening to this podcast for a minute, like if you're in that space, celebrate the part of you that you might be a train wreck. You might look like a train wreck. Yeah. But you're listening to this podcast today. Are you listening to a sermon? You cracked open your Bible or you said a prayer, whatever. That's the turn, right? And letting, letting that be celebrated and the Lord being right there for us in the midst of this. This is a pretty heavy, this is a pretty heavy chapter. Yeah. Man, the condemnation room is full, right? I mean, people that are just, man, oh man. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It, we're not going to get to to eight eight today, but <laughs> but I but I do believe, and I when I and I tell people this: when you identify things that are broken in yourself and others and this world and disease, you're you're really identifying a perfect God because you see that as contrast. You see what's broken and painful, and it stands in contrast to what is written on your heart as perfect and beautiful. And that Romans, if it didn't straight up say that, but it, it, the his invisible attributes 
His eternal power, divine nature, clearly been perceived ever since the creation of the world. And we forget when God created the world, he created a place where there was no death and all the disease and all the brokenness of this world that we, ex- we experience now is, is us feeling the pains of, of a fall that therefore there's now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. And he's coming back to fix all that. And so when we see that malice and we see these things that grieve our hearts, frustrate us, make us angry, what we're grieving is the perfection that we long for that God is. Mm-hmm. And and so if we can make that connection, we glorify him and put brokenness in its place. And and I think that's where you find hope when brokenness has its place. Yeah, when you talk about the righteousness of God, the, the honesty to look at yourself. So we've got this thing in one, right? This big list mm-hmm. of like, oh, my word, right? Those things. And then in two, it's like, don't be a hypocrite, right? Yeah. <laughs> You're busting me up and you bring condemnation on yourself because. So he's really leveling the ground, isn't he? Yeah, especially to the Jews. Well, that's the, the, the whole point, people, right? right? The Jew and the Gentile, we yeah. lift this and it has application for us. But this is written for a group yeah. of Jews and Gentiles that were not in union, not in unity. And he's saying, okay, so here's where everybody lives. And you ought to be able to find yourself in that list. Mm-hmm. And then when you think you're not, <laughs> your judgment of someone else condemns you, right? So that's a level in the ground, mm-hmm. right? And then he moves on to talk about, and you think it's circumcision? You think it's that? And even the people, like both sides find themselves in a non-grace place. And this is all the setup to say, and I've come to help you out of this, silly. <laughs> yes. mm-hmm. Right? So we could read these and go, whoa, man, what a rough... What a rough opener. Mm-hmm. But the the title of the movie is He Came to Save Us. Right. <laughs> right. Not here's a treatise on how jacked up you are. Yeah. It's, I call, I, when I talk to my kids or I talk to classes, I let them know, I'm like, this is not a shame exercise. This is a data collection event. <laughs> so we have this thing in uh, one of the recurrence prevention classes where they will list all the things that addiction has cost them. Usually, like, we'll work on a journal entry. You know, it's a page or two. We did, like, a nutrition class this week, and they had, like, two, three pages they'd work on, three or four questions, no big deal. That page where you assess what it's cost you, oh, it's exhaustive. It's, like, seven pages (laughs) of stuff, financially, relationally, occupationally, educationally, like, health, physical, all these things, and I prep them every time. I'm like, okay, this is not a shame exercise where you're like, oh, my God, I lost this. Beat yourself down. Oh, my God, I lost this. Beat yourself down. It's not a beat down. It's a data collection event, right, where we look at it and we're like, okay, I lost that, that, and that. Yeah, this really, this has actually cost me, right? I have actually paid for this. That's what I think these are. Yeah, I would, I would say that as well. I, I just want to say that as we are reading these on – Wednesday, Thursday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, that the nature of it is like, hang in there, <laughs> right? Hang in there because it, you don't, you don't need to come in one, come into Sunday. Like, man, I just finished reading Romans one, two and three. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah. I could just see people coming in on Sunday. Like, man, I don't know. Did you guys read the end of 
you know, the, the end of this week's yeah. The people chapters. that walk in happy are like, clearly you didn't read. Yeah, clearly you didn't read. <laughs> but but that, exactly, right? It's not yeah. it's not a uh, let's beat ourselves up. Let's see, man, you, you're terrible. I'm terrible. Let's, let's go sulk and be somber and um, hate ourselves. But really, truly, like, man... I, I don't have it right, and I need I need something. That's and that's why I think Paul has been. Yeah, I feel like he's definitely trying to say is like this is this is me proclaiming the news because it's necessary. Yeah, necessary, needed. necessary. Yeah. Like this is this is absolutely necessary for us to have a perspective because we we not we don't have it right. Like even in Roman Romans uh, specifically, because I'm pretty sure the Greeks and all of them they were thinking about like the the earth and nature and flesh that's all evil like that's that was their perspective you know and he's again speaking to them like this is this is rough and we need somebody and jesus is that somebody like he is the one (laughs) and yeah so they should do some show about this and call it this is us (laughs) (laughs) this is us yeah you know what uh when we think of the old testament the hebrew scriptures and i will say they weren't written to us they're Hebrew scriptures, right? Mm-hmm. But written for us. And what we can do is we can see this over and over and over and over again, right? Mm-hmm. And what we might have a tendency to focus on is the depravity and the fall and the, oh my God, how stupid can you be again and again and again? Just uh, the cycles of uh, fall, sin, exile, repentance. Fall, sin, exile, repent, just over and over and over. But every time, when they turn, to the Lord. He is there. Yeah. And that is the repetitive story of the Old Testament. So I will often say the sentence is uh, Old Testament summed in a sentence. I couldn't get it done. Mm-hmm. One word insufficient. Okay. Mm-hmm. True. Still mm-hmm. true. And he is sufficient. Mm-hmm. Right? It's his sufficiency, not mine. I'm insufficient, comma. He is sufficient. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a lot of what this is, yeah. right? When we go into chapter two, which I don't want to be lost on people, one of the unique things I saw, uh, I don't hear preach very much, Daly and I were talking about this, is that it says, um, uh, you're going to be a, a judged according to what you've done. <laughs> yeah. Now, I don't think that means you're not a son or a daughter. I don't yeah, think it's like, yeah, think you're it's, not saved. You're not, it's not in or out. It's but But there is actually a judgment. According to what you've done, what verse is that? Verse, uh, verse six. six yeah. yeah, God will give to each person according to what he's done. Mm-hmm. To those who by persistence in doing good seek glory, honor, and immortality, he gives eternal life. But those who are self-seeking, which is not to be lost on us, self-seeking, reject truth, follow evil, there's wrath and anger. There'll be trouble and distress for every human being who does evil, first the Jew, then the Gentile, but glory, honor, peace. Everyone who does good, first the Jew, then the Gentile. And God does not show favoritism, right? Mm-hmm. So he's this just God that looks at us. And yes, I can be a son. Mm-hmm. And yes, I can be saved in the faith in who he is. Mm-hmm. But then the, the works that we do actually do matter. James echoes that. That's mm-hmm. huge controversy, right, among churches of is it faith, is it works, is it works, is it faith, and don't be a works doctrine. I, I mean, it's all on the table together. Yeah. I'm baptized not to generate some faith, I'm baptized a work as an expression of the faith already there, right? Mm -hmm. So when I am uh, a Tom Wright, I believe he is the guy that I heard say this, when you're walking in this faith righteousness, I I think he said it this way, 
it should be harder for you to not do good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? right? To be just to, spilling out of you. To yeah. not do good. <laughs> to not recognize, oh my goodness, mm-hmm. the goodness of God. Right? Yeah. Uh, tonight, when we're at the, at the tent, and, and I'm preaching tonight, and we're going to sing the goodness of God song. Because in Romans 2, is it 4? Or is it, is it 4, 2, or 2, 4? I always four. get it wrong. Is yeah, it, 2, 4. Yeah. Is it 2, verse 4? Yeah. Presume on the riches. No, not realizing that, that God's kindness leads you to repentance. Yeah. 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 Right in the middle mm-hmm. of you're a hypocrite, you're judging people, and right? You, you know, the, you think circumcision matters, da, da, da. It's God's kindness yeah. that leads us to repentance. So all my life you have been faithful. That's repentance. All my life you have been so, so good. As we sing that, that's mm-hmm. repentance. With every breath that I'm able, I will sing of the goodness of God. And it is the goodness of God that draws us mm-hmm. to repentance, which repentance is turning. right? So we can recognize our depravity, but we don't have to wallow in it. Mm-hmm. And we don't have to have shame over it. And Paul even said, what you're referencing, eight, right? Mm-hmm. What comes before eight? Seven, right? <laughs> and in chapter seven, that's the classic, famous thing I want to do, I can't do. Yeah. What I don't want to do, I do. What a wretched man I am. That's pretty heavy language. That's this kind of language. That's, that's, chapter, kind of language. that's yeah. chapter one language, right? But there is no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus, mm-hmm. who walk not after the flesh, self-will, mm-hmm. right? But after the Spirit. So yeah. I think that that cannot be lost on us, uh, yeah. recognizing that. Yeah. So as we – any final comments? Well, I, I, th- I was just thinking about the – when you just said that, this – Wage again. He talks about also waging war in seven. We're just jumping ahead here, but I just even think about that waging war that is going on inside of Paul when he's saying like, "I wish that I do, I don't do it, and I, and I do what I don't want to do, and all these things." And the I just I just think of this conflict, and I was I was just talking about our, our freedom curriculum, right, where we talk about Satan and and our flesh is working in one direction, and God is working yep. through our spirit, and at then there's the just, same time, at the same time, and then there's just this conflict, this battle in our in our spirit, in our, right in our soul, and it's our mind, it's our thoughts, it's our... Uh, yeah, the battle's in our soul. Yeah. Right? The yeah. Spirit of the Lord working one way, the flesh, Satan through the flesh another way, and the soul is the seat. Yeah. He, the somebody decision. Wants, yeah, somebody wants they the seat on it. They want to sit on it. it. Yeah, <laughs> they want to yeah. sit on it. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I was just thinking about that. That's uh, It's such a thing to to ponder on and to to think about and to and to truly, you have to you have to fight against it. You have to fight against it. You have to know what what who do you want to be sitting on your on your soul on your throne, and uh, it's not just you can't just let it sit and happen. Um, you have to truly align with it, and yeah, that was just something I was thinking of as we were wrapping up. Well, I think that uh, what I do want to wrap up with, I referenced it, and uh, I'll I, I want to close with it. Romans chapter three, verse twenty three. Mm-hmm. All have sinned, fall short of the glory of God. Okay, Romans three twenty three. Mm-hmm. I think that's clear. <laughs> the level ground of chapter yeah. one uh-huh. and even chapter two, right? Yeah. And then Romans three twenty three six twenty three. For the wages of sin is death. Okay, mm-hmm. clear. Right? But here's the shift. But, but the gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord. And then. The hope message of Romans 5.8. God demonstrates his own love for us in this. 
that while we were, now let me editorialize here, while we were chapter one and chapter two, <laughs> while we were yet sinners, mm-hmm. Christ died for us. He demonstrates the love that he has for us. That while we're, when, even currently, when we're in that silly place, in our own way place, but whichever one of those labels we can lay on our own head and all of that, okay, demonstrates his love for us. That while we're in that place, he gave his life for us. And although the wage of that is death, the gift of God, which when we turn, we receive. Mm-hmm. What do we receive? Innocence. Yeah. We are made righteous yeah. through faith. Yeah. We're given innocence. Mm-hmm. So guilty as can be, and yet the gift, and that's what it is, mm-hmm. which is why when we understand that, that's where the gratitude comes from. Very clear about what I deserve. I said this, I do mean it, maybe tongue in cheek, a little truth in jest, whatever. But I say, I think I love Jesus as much as anybody in the room. Maybe, maybe more. You're not going to love him more than I do. I mean, those kind of statements, yeah. right? But here's the deal. Here's what I'm saying. The one who's forgiven much loves much. Loves yeah. yeah. And you don't forget that. Yeah. And it's not shame. And I don't walk around with this, this sword over my head and the fear. No, 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 no. But I do know what I was. I know what I can be currently. And still his righteousness every day covers me. Yeah. So remarkable. Yeah. It's, it's, some would say it's good news. It's good news. <laughs> some would say. Welcome yeah. to the gospel. From amen. Amen. Let's pray before we yeah. log off. Yeah. Lord, thank you for your love for us. Yeah. Thank and you, thank God. you for the truth and the message of good news. Thank you for the message that puts us in a corner, really, that shows us ourselves. Thank you for the, the word of God, which is a mirror and shows us our life. Clearly, we can see. But we don't want to be people that see, walk away, and forget. We want to actually realize, not out of shame, but out of awareness and exercise and understand, realize, wow, I'm a hot mess. But your love, I deserve death. I get it. And you give me life. And so I'm going to receive that. And I pray that we in this room and the audience listening today can just receive it. Recognize, you know what? I am in chapter one. I am in chapter two. I have walked those roads but you demonstrated your love for us in that while we were sinners and currently mm-hmm. your death extends thousands of years into the future to where we stand today. Mm-hmm. We receive it and we believe in you and thank you for being our God. Thank you, thank you. We give you thanks for that. We acknowledge you as God. We acknowledge you as the source and we give you thanks for it. And we thank you for the innocence and righteousness that you allow us to walk in. Thank you for my friends here today. Our love for you, uh, your love for us, our love for each other. I pray your blessing and strength and the power of the gospel extend in this broadcast today, and I pray it to be so. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Yeah. Thanks, guys, for being here today. I uh, pray, everyone, as you're walking through, I said it Sunday, read these slowly. Yeah. Right. Read through these. Take some time in Romans. Romans can be imposing. Mm-hmm. Find a version that works for you, that you can understand. Listen to it, read it, talk through it with people, but slowly give it a read and let the Lord speak to you. I pray that you find his gospel new and fresh and engaging. Until next time, take care.